Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast is brought to you by VividSeats.com. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. We would love playing music at home and jamming with friends, but there's something special about getting out there in the crowd of your favorite band's show. Vivid Seats wants to help you see your favorite bands in concert from classic rock to heavy metal and everything in between. Vivid Seats is your source for concert tickets at a great price. And today, the deal is even sweeter, as Vivid Seats are offering Guitar Nerds listeners an exclusive discount. Just go to vividseats.com or download the app and enter promo code GUITARNERDS, one word, for 10% off your first ticket order. The offer is good through to the end of August and for first-time customers only. There's no better way to catch your favorite bands and guitarists than being there in the crowd, experiencing it live. Vivid Seats will help get you there with promo code GUITARNERDS for 10% off your first order. And welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Brandt, and joined this week by Jay Cross. Hello. And Matt Knight. I'm drinking a beer. That's that's wonderful news. And this week, um, I, I really wanted to try uh, to answer more questions from the Facebook group, um, as we have a lovely group, and you people deserve to be acknowledged by me, the newly appointed lord of guitar knowledge i guess we should just speak more about guitars i feel last week was maybe it was quite an effects heavy podcast i don't, I don't know if we actually talked about a guitar uh, i think I'm there sure was maybe one in the news point. but but yeah there, there were those exotics the new exotic uh, relics uh, but of course exotic mainly known as a pedal company so even that was tainted <laughs> by uh effects pedals um but there there have been some really some really strong discussions uh in the uh facebook group over the last week or two. So it'd be nice to dive into those. And also there's only a little bit of news this week, so it makes sense for me to mine your queries for uh, for content. But um, speaking of the group, I, um, sorry to interrupt there, Joe. No, go. Uh, I, as, a, as a way to try and uh, um, hold back the flood of uh, fake accounts that we get trying to, trying to join the Guitar Nerds uh, Facebook group, I added some... Uh, entry questions that you people now need to ask if uh, now need to answer if they're going to join, to join the group, 
and um, what just, just nothing, you know, nothing difficult and nothing personal either. Just um, I just to, just so that we can work out exactly who understands the group that they're joining and who just thinks uh, that they will join a group to try and sell some dodgy Ray Bans. And um, the uh, the questions that I've asked are: What is your favorite guitar brand? And are you aware of the Guitar Nerds podcast? And I would say maybe fifty percent of the people that uh, asked to join the group are aware of the Guitar Nerds podcast, just aren't a member of the group. So I would say to any listeners out there, if you are a listener uh, and you haven't joined the group before, come on in, come on in, gang. Real it's friendly. lovely. Come on in. It's it's I, I honestly think it's uh one of the best places to talk about guitars on the internet. Absolutely. Uh, there is no um there's like everybody's dead nice. Um we do a lot of work in trying to uh keep the spam out. So the any videos where people jump on in and just say, Oh, here is a video of me playing Flight of the Bumblebee. Actually, if there was a video of people playing Flight of the Bumblebee, we'd probably leave we'd it probably in because I, 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 I fact, do I always need, think that's cool. I'd only want to see it if someone was playing Flight of the Bumblebee while flying around on a Bumblebee. <sighs> I'm not sure like, that's vegan. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's that bit. Yeah, yeah. But no. it's uh, it's worth it in this the in this the the twilight age of Facebook. I'm sure uh, Facebook won't be here as a platform in the uh, in the next six to twelve months. So jump on it whilst it's still there, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad that you're uh, you're already planning for the uh, the off world yes. uh, voyage yes. for, of this thing that we've built up. We'll uh, we'll see you all on the new Snapchat forum. Yeah, <laughs> imagine that. Yeah, that's the. Now, it's the only thing that the kids are the kids are on these days. But um, maybe speaking we'll do the of, whole podcast on Snapchat stories, just uh, hundreds. That, hundreds that inevitably of will be the end result of this. I mean, who honestly is listening to pre-recorded audio? You think no one listens to radio anymore? Surely the podcast is in the in the twilight of its uh, of its time, being a, a relevant source of information when you can I get actually, everything you need from Snapchat. I actually, I, I, you know, I went to bed a little bit early yesterday and I stuck the radio on uh, before I went to sleep. I uh, was listening to the Ian Lee uh, show, which is great. Ian Lee, who, if you haven't listened to it, uh, Mark and I did an interview with Ian Lee. I think it went out on the main channel. I don't think it was Patreon. Um, maybe a year ago, probably not quite that long. Um, Ian Lee's great. Um, and since we did the interview with him, he obviously uh, ended up, this is more for British uh, listeners, he was in, um, went on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here and was in the jungle. Um, but yeah, we we did an interview with him. Yeah, I, I guess it's maybe a year ago. He's a really, really nice bloke and he uh, does this completely mad radio show. So I was listening to that yesterday and uh, it is very, very cool. Yes. But absolutely. you're right, in general, in general, I think people are mainly listening to podcasts. Mainly this podcast, if the if the numbers are go are anything to go by, that's what people are listening to nowadays. Absolutely, most um, most other podcasts don't have the incredibly high listenership of this one. So much so that this week, I think uh, both you, Jay Cross, and you, Matt Knight, received um, some gifts in the post in the form of strings, both from different companies. Tell me about that, Matt Knight. Yep, I. At Summernam, ran into my friend Scott, who runs Stringjoy uh, out of Nashville. Um, we met at Winternam 2017. So, um, talk to me. What what is Stringjoy as a as a as a brand? They make strings. What makes they them unique? They hand make strings. 
So they don't, they still make obviously a lot of strings, but they, I think, put a little bit more care and attention into their strings. Scott is very into the science of strings. So things like their six string set, um, which they sent me, they're all like, as standard, like what we would call balance tension. Um, so 10 to 48 um, on the 10s or 10 to 52 if they do a light top heavy bottom or 11 to 50 on the 11s, which are the ones I like. Um, but what's nice on his website is you can actually subscribe to Stringjoy and you can buy an electric, acoustic or a bass guitar string subscription. What strings you want, how often you want them and you can actually put together like a bundle that you want on a regular basis and you can also completely customize sets as well which i think is really really nice now that that is fantastic i think in in this age as um as you know pedal boards get bigger people move more towards boutique brands you know extended range fan fret multi-scale um everything's going boutique and everyone's really finding their own their own voice and their own individual yeah. tack on things so much more than before it, it, it makes sense that you'd be able to get your own uh set of strings uh, yeah and you can made. you can buy them um there are um distributors um throughout sort of europe um and the u.s they are primarily, I think, at the moment, a US company. They're not something I've seen in stores, but I think they rely, or they, a lot of their business is based on the kind of repeat ordering through subscriptions. Um, and actually, yeah, they do everything on subscription, um, but they're just really nice strings. Once again, I think the balance tension feel for me makes a big difference. You've um, uh, you've really bought into that since Dodario introduced it a yeah, couple of years well, I, ago. You've, was, it's, you've really been sold on it. I used the Dodario strings. I thought they were absolutely fantastic. And then I met uh, Scott at, at NAMM. Uh, he sent me some strings, tried them out, absolutely loved them. And then I, because I don't change my strings that often, because um, I've got a few guitars and, you know, it just takes a while for them to kind of wear down. And then I finally ran out and I think I swapped to Rotor Sound, uh, which I really didn't like. I thought they were a relatively dull sounding string for me. Right, and they, they also obviously don't do, like Dario are the only major who have invested in this, the concept of balanced tension. Yeah, exactly. And then, and if anything, they're not actually Dario's most popular string at all. Like the, the balanced tension is sat very much in the background for them. They're a bit yeah. more money though, aren't they? They are a little bit more money, but these strings Yeah, but if you think Ernie nice. Ball have, have made such a massive impact with the Paradigms, and that's like, that's an expensive set. You're looking at a 13 pound they, set. I don't know what they are in dollars at the moment. Are they more, I get, you, you would know this better than we would being sort of on the shop, on the front line, but are, are those Paradigms more popular than like the NYXLs? Um, I would imagine anything that Ernie Ball do is more popular yeah, than I suppose. anything Daddario do. Um, I actually think, you know, do you know, like on that topic, I was I was talking to someone at work about this and they were asking why why we sell so many more Ernie Balls than Daddario. And I actually think it's it's kind of down to I don't I think Daddario strings are, are fantastic and they really really give Ernie Ball a run for their money. I, you know, I, I wouldn't like to say who's who's better, but I, I really like Daddario strings. I think they just make it very complicated. I think their complicated naming system and their very subtle color system of and and just the the massive amount of variation they do is a real negative. Ernie Ball have kept it really simple, really obvious, and really easy to know what your gauge is and what you're choosing. And I think that. That that that's just led to Ernie Ball being as popular as they are. I think strings are the last thing people want to, you know, worry about, get concerned about. They want to yeah. just 
And I, but I think in one way, this the nice thing about these guys is that you, if you want to experiment, all that stuff is there. I really like on the website when you go to these, they tell you what the core material is, what the shape of the core is, what they're wrapped in, and what the shape of the wrap is as well. And then they break. That's and cool. then if and then if you don't know what they are, they've got a bunch of videos and a bunch of explanation about it as well, so you can learn a little bit more about the strings and and what they do. Um, and yeah, I think it's just nice that you can actually like customize your sets and have them delivered. But you don't have to order like 20 sets. You don't have to go, oh, I really want to try like 10 to 90s. And I have to buy like 20 sets because otherwise a company can't do it. It's like, no, they'll just do like a one-off set. Yeah, that's really cool. I think um, that's really important, especially for like everyone wants to try out new stuff and it's expensive well, well, and, and that, difficult to do that. One thing they did um, a little while back, which is great, and, and they still do every now and then, is new string sets or what they should do next or what should be the next product. They actually put it out to a public vote through their mailing list. So they'll give you like, what should we do next? Should we do a different accessory? Should we do a set of strings for ukulele? Should we do a set of strings for multi-scale Strandbergs and then people vote and then they they kind of go all the way down on, on a vote system. So they know what they're making is what that's people fantastic. want. That's fantastic. What a wonderful way to get your community involved in your brand as well. I think yeah. that's really important, especially for boutique companies because you don't have access to that larger audience just to, to make sure everyone is super involved in what you're doing and make the absolute the most specific product you can to your audience. That's great. Yeah, exactly. So um, if you're in the US, definitely worth uh, trying some out. And if you like them, get them, on, get them on subscription. In the UK, you do have to, at the moment, either order them from a dealer in Europe um, or order them straight from the US. But it's, it's okay. definitely worth trying a few sets, I would say. Yeah, still super cool. Jay Cross, you actually got some strings from a, a completely different uh, manufacturer um from one in the uk i believe and you got you got some for me there as well for you yeah well maybe i'll keep them maybe maybe i'll keep them you don't you don't own a base six well you know if you can make make me make you know make me a good offer then we'll see what we can do (laughs) i thought you were gonna say make me a tea if you can make me a tea (laughs) make me a cup of tea (laughs) (laughs) i know there is no tea tea. um uh, so yeah um i uh got a package uh from newtone strings uh, from a really nice guy called Neil, Neil Silverman, who... Oh, I really wanted his name to be Newton. Uh, uh, well, he just it, add an E and made his company Newtone. Interesting, <laughs> you should, interesting you should say that, Joe, because um, uh, Neil uh, is actually the second person to run uh, n- uh, Newtone Strings. He uh, took over the company in 2015 uh, from the uh, person who started the company in 1985, who was called Malcolm Newton. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're completely correct. That's ex- that's exactly where the name came from. And it's exactly I to... why I would have brand tone. Stri- yeah, uh, exa- exactly. If that exactly. hadn't already been taken. Yeah, but um, yeah, Neil got in touch and uh, he said, um, yeah, just want, you know wanted to know if you wanted to check these out. And uh, he asked what uh, what gauge we use, and I had a look on his on his site, and I saw that they did some uh, base six strings, and uh, I really hate to admit this because, of course, it means that I have to um, be open about the fact that I did in fact listen to your interview with Blake on the Tone Mob podcast the other day. Fantastic um, interview. Go and listen to it now. Well, not quite yet. Maybe after the end of this podcast. But um, yeah, I listened to that and you were lamenting the fact that you uh, you struggle to play your bass six regularly because you want to drop tune it and 
there's such a limited number of uh, base six strings that you can get on the market. So um, one of the things I saw was that Newton st Newtone strings actually do a set of uh, base six strings. And, uh, and so I got them for you. So they are um, gauge 24 to 100, which I have to say is a nice round number. Um, yeah. And I think I think that they I, I haven't opened them up yet because they're in the packaging's lovely actually it's um it's it's like it looked quite premium but it's also got you you don't compromise on that sort of like handmade finish so, so it's that's really cool much gone through a sort of fifties uh, sort of um, yeah, yeah kind of logo that sort of uh, that's gas right yeah logo. and and there's also uh, yeah gas station logo I think is a good way to describe it um, and also uh, uh, some um, electric strings some tens and some elevens. Uh, we got some bass strings and we got a couple of sets of acoustic strings. So we'll have to find someone who knows what an acoustic guitar is because we'll have to I don't think that's any um, of us. Jay, I heard at one point you had a a, a, a mini a mini guitar. You still got that? I have do still have that. I I there do still have my 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 baby Taylor, that baby yeah. Taylor that I bought. Yeah, that one. That baby Taylor that I bought. Yeah, do yeah. Do you steal that from Mark Packham? I, listen, Joe, steal is a very a very fierce word. I, think I don't paid, appreciate that. I think that. he gave it to you in payment for moving house. That is what happened. Yeah, he gave it to me as payment for moving house. Um, well, he but, gave he paid you to move away from him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, that's why I live in. That's why I'm no longer JBM1. I'm BM41. Uh, <laughs> Mark Packham gave me a guitar. No, but um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to check these out. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what. Uh, we'll see how they on, are. Um, um, on on the topic of uh, the base six and the basic strings, actually, the acquisition of these uh, new tone basic strings uh, got me thinking about my basics and how much I I love playing with them. I love bass sixes. They they sound great. They're so good. Um, when you're just running them through tons of effects. And, and I just think uh, um, I, I would really like to start using it more. Like I've just, you know, finished the last Polymath album. We'll be writing new stuff. And whenever we're writing new stuff, that's when me and Tim, the guitarist, tend to uh, break our boards down and then start again from scratch with new stuff. And do you not tour like, it? Do you not like tour the record before? Well, you do we that? are touring the record at the moment, but 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 when we start, to, we'll start to write soon, and we can do that on anything else because we, we tend to write at you know one of one of the other one's houses. So we can yeah. we, we'll build like a board for writing, and we can use different instruments or try different tunings. And I'd really like now that we have a now that we have an organ player, so a lot of my fundamentals can be dealt with by him. I'd like they can, to. They can kick you out. <laughs> essentially they, <laughs> they could kick they me can, out now that they've got now that they've got like a and is it, it what's your organ play like are they are they nice yeah yeah he's really okay nice, so yeah. that's plus one on you uh can they drive no actually no oh, oh yes. he can't he, i think can he, he can, can he can drive he can drive okay so that's plus that's plus two on you um from, and he's is, from is, west virginia okay so american offering uh offering a, a slightly different demographic and uh what's he like as a person nice geezer Oh yeah, he's lovely. I mean, Joe, I have to say that's four out of four. So I'm afraid you might as well just um, you might as well jump before you get pushed. Yeah, I, say. I, I, I do feel I do feel that pressure on my back at the moment <laughs> from the rest of them. But but um, I, I was thinking it would be, it would be great to experiment more with the with the basics. And I was kind of looking at it. I was like, these Squire Vintage Modified Basics is they really really weren't put together very well at all. So uh, I'm going to not only I'm, I'm not just going to uh, fit these new strings. I'm going to have the whole thing. Uh, sorted out. So I'm going to change that bridge for one of those Mustang um, bridges yeah. so that it, it can actually be intonated and, and, and it can actually sound half decent. Staying my only, con my only concern, my only concern there is 
whether you would be able to fit a gauge 100 string through one of those Mustang bridges. In fact, I actually have my Mustang right next to me. Let me have a look. Um, I mean, I think it will. Oh, yeah, I'm, of course. No, sorry. <laughs> my Mustang's an offset. It's a, yeah. it's a, hard, it's, it's a strap bridge. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course it is. Of course. Sorry, is. I'm thinking of my old Mustang, which did have a Mustang bridge, and I can't remember what the uh, I can't remember what the bridge is. But no, well, uh, you don't want a strap bridge on there. Well, we'll we'll see. I think uh, I think um, I think it could it could work out for the better. But also, I'd like to have the whole thing refinished, really. So uh, I'm I'm thinking I'm because it's it, I've got the sunburst, um, but obviously it's uh, you know it's it's a cheap. Uh, poly squire sunburst so it, it looks okay but up close it really looks a bit a bit fake so i'm thinking of a refinish i'm undecided on what to do i was thinking like a dirty shell pink oh um nice but it would have to be do, do you know what i mean like it has to be like a, a really am not 100 on shell pink on what? on a lot of bases it's like oh. i really like it but it's a bit too pastel it needs to be a little bit dirty so i was sense, thinking Joe. Any sense. I was thinking a dirty shell pink or butterscotch, but um, if I got butterscotch, I'd have to get a black plate for it, and I don't know where I'd. So, so I'm sure I could get one from the Pit Guardian, um, but yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Also, basics pickups. I'm thinking the Squire uh, pickups probably aren't um, aren't a hundred percent, and I'm wondering about uh, I'm wondering about like Jaguar pickups and whether or not I can just retrofit a good set of um of jaguar pickups there maybe i'm I'll get not a... sure i'm not sure that's what you really want to be doing because the, the, the basics is is uh three single coils isn't it uh well they're they're sort of they are very they are jaguar looking pickups yeah um, but yeah but it's there's only two pickups on a jaguar that's true but uh i don't use the bridge pickup on um, oh my on, gosh. on my base on my basics i just use their neck and middle so uh, i could get a plate cut that ignores that pickup, like that a might be re- like a really weird uh, music master. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Anyway, I'm not 100 percent decided on exactly what I'm going to do, but it's certainly going to be my project over the next little while. I think uh, I'm going to I'm going to take it into the shop uh, over the next couple of weeks. I think maybe I'll wait for the next payday, but certainly I'm going to update the group. I will be having it refinished in the next month. I'd actually love everyone's input on that. I have narrowed it down to those two colours: butterscotch. Or a dirty shell pink. Which which way do I go? Um, but it would be great to uh, to find out what everyone thinks, and if anyone has any uh, any suggestions. Um, Matt Knight, you um, you've also bought. I know we said we wouldn't talk too much about effects pedals, no, no, but, um, but it's difficult. You, you have actually bought even more effects pedals than last week when we spoke. <laughs> well, I only bought a few things. Some things I got sent. Um, but I, I finally started, I, I was like, you know, it's been a long time coming. The food collect, the down electro food collection is complete. Oh no. What is next? And oh, got to go down the seven series. Open a seven series. Yes. It's the so next wh- one. Which, which, which series is the seven series? Are these the, uh, the are tone, those the, the sort of grey ones? Series. Yeah. The tone lock series with the knobs that you can push in. Which actually the... at the time was, that I actually thought it was a really good design I, I i think the battery compartment's really good i like the fact that the, you can push the controls in and then you can't touch them from that they're a solid build um, and they did a whole range of pedals and i always remember a few um from the shop days and i always remember one that 
that always kind of like struck out and that was the pm7 phase modulator which is the one that i ended up buying watched him for ages and then this one came up for like next to no money i was like i'm just gonna buy it i don't know whether it's analog or digital i'm pretty sure it's analog um either way it sounds wicked uh it's got three different phase modes like a sine wave a square wave and then a super fast sine wave and then three different types of phasing four stage eight stage or 12 stage i think um, and it's just a whole range of sounds it goes from super slow phaser all the way to like ring modulator oh awesome uh, it's, it's just it's really great but the, the thing i really love is it does subtle really nicely and it just sits in a mix like perfectly so you can kind of leave it on get some movement to some stuff that you're doing without it like overtaking your entire signal um so i was really glad and i was like right gonna have to get the rest of them now that's it gonna have to how get many the how many are in the series 20 oh blimey um most of them i would say it's a bit like the dan electro one most of them go for 20 to 30 pounds is that it some of them go for a little bit more well i mean they're Um, probably all going to go for a little bit more now matty (laughs) yeah i know um d7 is the one that tends to go for the most um what's that that, that's distortion that's the delay the delay oh okay um which the what is it sorry jhs ad7 yeah de7 which is what the de for delay yeah yeah for delay yeah um the jhs pink panther is based off that and a mixture of that and a dd5 actually that kind of like late i guess early 2000s digital delay where everything was really pristine sounding and but it, it well for the time it was pristine sounding now it sounds like an old digital delay where obviously like the quality of digital delay has got has got way better um, and then it sort of sounds like a mixture between a digital delay and a, I guess a, an analog delay in some way. They made, I'm just going to just find it here, AP7, analog phaser, auto wire, stereo chorus flanger, delay, distortion, fuzz, lo-fi, phaser, phase modulator, seventh heaven, which was their distortion pedal specifically aimed at seven string players. Quality. Um, the Smashbox, the Tri-Mode Chorus, the Tube Screamer, the Weeping Demon, the Weeping Demon Junior, and then for bass, they also made the Bass Synth and the Fat Head. Um, I think both the Fat Head and the Seventh Heaven may have been used by Korn at some point. I think the Lo-Fi <laughs> was in there at some point. Um, but Great. they did make a very limited green TS7 Tube Screamer, because obviously most of the boxes were grey. And they made an extremely limited edition pink DE7. Now that's what we've got to get hold of. I know. I've never, ever seen one on eBay. Um, And because I'm going to Japan in about a month's time, I think I might make it my mission to try and find one. Um, So yeah, looking forward to picking up a few of those. And then I also picked up finally an Electroharmonics random tone generator. Ah, the classic. Yeah. The, The... I mean, it, it, for for shoegaze bands, it's absolutely the uh, the alternative to having a guitarist. Yeah, well, I mean, the, I've got a crazy idea. So I've got one small space Excuse under me. the tier on my pedal board, and the ES8 has got two inputs, which you can then program to switch between on a on a button. So I think what I'm going to do is just program patch any patch. You can just press a button, and it will just switch to the uh, 
to the random tone generator. So if I really can't be asked to play guitar and I just want to Yeah, make if you noise, can have a break and still I make just, noise. Uh, I'll just switch in the old random tone generator and just let that do all the work. Fantastic. Top, top what banana. a wonderful solution. Right, gentlemen, I think we should dive headfirst into some news. Here's the jingle. News. So, on the news this week, only a few bits, three mere articles in the news. We'll start off with Jay Cross. Jay, it's uh, it's new release week for Fender, as they have been wont to every uh, four weeks um, for the rest of this year. They're putting out something from their Parallel Universe series. What do we have this time? Um, yeah, so uh, the this month's Parallel Universe guitar is the uh, Thin Line Super Deluxe Tele, which is the uh, orange uh, thin line telly with block inlays and a, a sort of uh, silvery um, uh, tin foily, no, not, yeah, like crumpled tin foil pearlescent uh, scratch plate with uh, some pickups that uh, I don't know, they're very unique. I've never seen them. Anything it's similar. a Gretsch Telecaster, I, 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 isn't what it? What are you talking about? It's a Gretsch Telecaster. <laughs> it, it, now that you mention it, I, I can see a passing resemblance. But <laughs> So this, uh, this, this model, which is obviously, as with everything, Parallel Universe, they're all inspired, well, generally speaking, most of the Parallel Universe have been inspired by, uh, by other guitars. That, uh, well, I don't, I don't been... actually think that's the, um, the idea behind the Parallel Universe. The Parallel Universe oh, no, is, no, is it's more like, well, it's the idea of a Parallel Universe. So what guitars would have been created had, you know, the, the butterfly effect changed something very, very slightly? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it's, uh, it's very, very cool. I, I got a chance to pick one of these up at NAMM. Uh, really, really cool. The same, uh, I think they're the same pickups that are in the um, uh, the Triple Jazz Master, uh, which oh, was also cool. which was also shown at um, at NAM. I think they're the same pickups. I'm not 100 percent sure, um, but yeah, they do have that real sort of gretchy, um, sort of distorted, uh, like crunchy rockabilly type sound. Um, but um, one actually one of the only pickups where I have ever done anything with the volume control because i think they the, these this style of pickup is uh particularly sensitive to volume uh like you can clean up your volume quite nicely with them uh you know clean up your tone a little bit just by rolling the volume back just a hair um that's something that i used to do with my um when i owned a gretch uh absolutely never um but um <laughs> it was something that you could do should you should you choose to um but yeah i, I think this is great i think it it looks cool it plays fantastic um, and it's for people who want that kind of rockabilly aesthetic, but don't want to have a, a massive. Um, oh, sorry, I, I I've made a complete error. They're TV Jones pickups. They're not uh, the same ones that are in the. Uh, are they? Yeah, they're TV Jones. Wow. Sorry, my my mistake. Complete. I, that has passed me completely by. I do apologise. Um, I'm glad that I. <laughs> I'm glad that I just decided <laughs> to double check on the website. Um, yeah, they're, they're TV Jones. How about that? That is uh, yeah, T TV Jones classics. So very. Is very this cool. one only available in this in the Gretsch orange? Is it, is it just yes. one finish? Because some yeah. of the other stuff in the Parallel Universe, there have been various colours. Certainly, the that Jazzmaster Telecaster that they did was available in like Sunburst and 
uh, like and a like surf a surf green. green. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, this is only in a uh, only only in this orange. Um, so you know, it really does have that sort that sort of Chet Atkins vibe. Um, and uh, yeah, I I really like it. I think it's I think it's dead cool. Um, I, I as you know, I've said a number of times, I, I owned a Gretsch for a while, and um, I, it was just the size of it that I I couldn't get on with in the end. And uh, I think this is a great comp- compromise for people who want that sound, but want um, you know a smaller body. Yeah, definitely a super cool uh, mix of both, and kind of has that Cabernetary vibe to it as well. Proper well, cool. absolutely, yeah. Matt Knight, there yes. have been some new, very, very cool amps out this week from a company that we don't often, maybe never, on the podcast talk about. Yeah, Rivera Amps, um, and actually, there is a cool story which um, I've never like delved massively into, but I did do a bit of reading about it. So, Paul. Rivera has been working on amps since about 1976 um, in California where he's made amps under his own name, but he did actually work for Fender at a point uh, where he was marketing director and he actually designed some of the amps himself. I think he redesigned the Princeton and I think it was part down to him where a lot of the kind of reissue series started to to come out of um and he did a range of fenders all the way up until cbs sold the company so there's a whole bunch of kind of uh rivera fenders out there that i know people have always been like oh that's that's like a rivera it's a bit like the dan smith era reissue strats it's like a whole issue of rivera um kind of fenders but uh, his own company's been making amps for for a number of years, and their Clubster Royale recording series is their sort of affordable dual channel valve amp that's got full recording output on the back. So you've got no EQ out if you want to go into a interface for uh, impulse responses. You've got internal load for silent recording. You've got six different speaker voices. Balanced outputs, ground lift, phase control, effects loop, half power switch, headphones. So like everything you want for a home use amp. Dual channel, which has got a clean and a lead. Um, Yeah, it's a really cool amplifier. Uh, 55 watts EL34s or 25 watts with 6v6s. 12-inch speaker. Yeah, I and mean, does it? It's a head or a combo as well. They do it? a head or a combo. Um, I guess if you if you're mainly thinking for recording purposes with the load box inbuilt, probably the head is is the best choice. Um, but really cool because the the cleans are really nice and sparkling. Drives a really kind of rich, like driven Fender esque sounds. I guess you would say it's not like um, wouldn't necessarily say like a Marshall, but um, the cleans are always super nice on on these amps. So yeah, it's a really nice addition to their lineup. Um, and just giving you all those recording options. It, funny enough, when I was on um, eBay the other day, a Princeton recording amp. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not 
not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Came up, which I think had the same sort of um, idea as this, but this gives you every single option that you could want without having to buy an external recording device. Cool. Yeah, I mean, they look fantastic. One of the things that really struck me about this amp was uh, was just that it was it's such a, a modern piece of equipment, and they've done such a fantastic job of making it look incredibly retro and super cool as well. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, it looks a really nice little amp. They are kind of available in UK. I think there's maybe one or two dealers. Um, not, yeah, maybe not as well known as most people know. Guitar Guitar, I think, are one of the one of the few dealers, um, but only a couple of select stores. Definitely worth checking out if you get the chance. Um, and if you want a, a cool recording app with a Fender-esque clean sound, um, it's definitely worth checking one out. Absolutely, absolutely. GNL, GNL Guitars, Leo Fender's final foray into guitar It was building. his birthday this week. It, it, it was indeed, uh, as you pointed out, just before we started recording, actually, I was not aware. I was trying to make it sound a little bit more uh, spontaneous, oh, yeah. actually. Yeah, but... sorry. Oh, yes, of course it was. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Well it was, it was, uh, should, we, should we try that again? Should we try it again? Yes, yeah, we'll do that again. Yeah, yeah okay. You, you let it all this bit out, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It was his birthday this week. Oh, my goodness. Fancy that. Leo Fender, another year older. How's he doing? <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah. G&L, who were Leo Fender's final uh, foray into guitar building and actually uh, oft uh, the, the least recognised or certainly least spoken about in comparison to, of course, Fender and uh, later Music Man, G&L, still, despite um, absolutely the worst headstock you'll ever see, do make uh, some fantastic guitars. And uh, they have added to this with their American-built CLF Research Skyhawk Um the the Skyhawk was something that was put out in the eighties um, uh, uh, by GNL, and very much it was uh, Leo Fender's recreation of the Stratocaster in kind of a modern at the time, in more of an eighties feel. So it's slightly offset. It has a a much bigger bottom 
and uh, and uh, a lot of the hardware and the uh, the switching is 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 kind of has a has a more modern feel to it. I mean, very much. I think um, this for me is somewhere between uh, Music Man's Saber and uh, a Fender Stratocaster in in kind of its its aesthetic and everything else about it. But uh, I think they, of- I think they look a lot like the uh, PV T60s. You know those um, kind of the 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 guitar version of the T forty. I think it is. Is that yeah? The, um, yeah, absolutely. The, um, I very much I, see that in it. I, I always really like those those guitars and those basses. And uh, yeah, I think I think this looks kind of. It's got that kind of like, you know, it's just the the bottom looks a little bit too big for the top, but yeah, it, like it works. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, it's certainly oh, yeah, cool. I really like them. Certainly cool, very, very 80s, but a really kind of a cool Strat alternative. And uh, the, the pickups that they were designed, they were um, uh, they were the uh, Leo Fender MFD pickups that went in the, the original, the, um, the old Skyhawk. They've, uh, they've added these again, but this time um, they've added uh, what they're calling a, uh, a pickup expander, um, which, uh, which should allow you to get some more... Uh, retro Stratocaster tones out of the guitar, as well as the the quite uh, overpowered and aggressive tones you'll get from the from the single coils that are there at the moment. But a super cool guitar available in uh, in gold fire mist, which is uh, which is very fetching, as well as tobacco sunburst and like a natural ash and a, a clear blue. But um, a cool guitar, uh, kind of rare to see GNL's American line. Um, being rejuvenated because, of course, I, I think more that company focus on their on their budget line. So this isn't one of the cheapest in the GNL lineup. I think they're expecting these to um, to hit the shelves at around seventeen hundred USDs. Oof, that's a lot of money. Is, uh, it's a lot of money for a GNL, isn't it? But I mean, you know, yeah, it's I mean, still an American built yeah. guitar. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. in poly finish, which is a bit of a shame. But um, oh. It- yeah, but I mean, you know, whatever you boys charge that for a poly finished guitar. Yeah, yeah, I, sp- I suppose, I suppose. Um, but yeah, a really cool alternative to a Strat if you're in the market for something uh, a little bit different and you don't mind rubbish headstocks. Um, but that is, <laughs> that's actually all we have on the news. So I would really like it if we, uh, if, if we do some questions, if we take some questions from the group, because there are some really interesting ones uh, this week. Here is the questions jingle. Questions. So this week we actually have a bit of a two-parter as our first question from Luke Thompson. Oh, uh, a two-parter. Oh, okay. What did you? <laughs> don't, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, oh, you know, you know. Spoonerisms. <laughs> Uh, Luke Thompson says, uh, hey, guys, I'm looking for a new amp and I'm wondering if anyone had any suggestions. The criteria is it has to be 40 watts plus, has to be tube, valve, uh, has to be a combo, um, decent headroom. Uh, he'd prefer single channel. And also he's not too crazy um, about uh, boutique amplifiers that are impossible uh, to get outside of the country that it's made in so he's looking more at uh mainstream brands that he can pick up easily online or in his local store but um there were there were plenty of suggestions there and he followed up about a a, a few days after that uh saying so i've narrowed down uh my new amp to four possibilities and i was wondering what people would pick and why out of these choices but before we go into these uh four choices i thought um I thought Matt and Jay, let's let's talk about some suggestions, and then we'll compare them to to the four choices that uh, that that he's 
he's made. What are you thinking? I, I know so, what his four choices are. Though. I know. I realise. See him in the, I Yeah, I realise I've I've left them in the. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, I might as well say then. Well, I might as well say, and we'll talk around them from from there. Um, the four choices he narrowed it down to were a uh, Fender sixty eight custom twin, uh, Marshall JCM eight hundred, the fifty watt combo, a Marshall JTM forty five. Um, he's put clone or Marshall reissue, um, which is a, a bit a bit vague. Um, and um, uh, a Seriatone, I don't know these, um, OTS-50, which is a Dumble clone, apparently. We so let's did, talk about um, some... We actually mentioned that brand very briefly a few podcasts ago, and I thought they were like crazy money, but maybe I'm thinking of something different. There was a brand that came out with like a Dumble-esque clone, and they were like six grand so i'm pretty yeah sure. that's right but it was a no, one-off was, hand um, bill oh my god what was that that wasn't this company i don't think oh uh, okay oh no yeah these ones just so we know so we've got an idea of what sort of price he's talking about are about sort of 1200 i guess yeah about 1200 dollars let's say so we got a rough idea of what he's looking to spend um 68 princeton is sort of Eight to nine hundred. So I guess no. we say anything up. No, to they're more than that, Matt. More than that, um, unless you're looking second hand. I, I would say I would say we can happily look around um, the uh, the sort of thousand and a bit above. Yeah, that's, 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 kind of I think like, that's quite fair. That's kind of like pro without being ridiculous, right? Yeah, that's pro, but something that you're still happy to take to a gig. Yeah, yeah, I think that's about right. Um, I guess there's quite a wide variety of sounds in there, like in terms of they all sound quite different. Um, one thing that I think I'm actually really into at the moment, I was looking at, because um, I always remember them sounding really good, and he mentioned it on there like a JTM 45, like a Bluesbreaker, 1974X. Yeah. I mean, well, well, but, but, but they're, they're 18 watts. 18 watts, yeah. You can gig with that. Dan yeah, you can, those, you can, but he's asked for a lot of headroom and he's asked for 40 watts. So 40 watts. I, that, that's I do that's think the only thing for me. Is 40 that's, watts it's a weird is one, isn't it? So loud. It's that's a weird so one. Loud. 40, 40 watts plus, you're saying that a, a Vox AC30 is not loud enough for you. That's, it's, you know, it's. Um, but I guess it's wanting the headroom. I mean, I you know, I would if anyone ever said I want a, a, a loud combo, I'd be pointing them towards an AC30, surely. Yeah, um, I think that probably. I, I, I reckon I that. I picked an AC30 out. Also, you know, you could look at something like it, with if you want to go down the Marshall route, there are things like the 1962 Blues Breaker. They're 30 watts, 212 combos. They're, you know, they're they're. A, are they a, only 30 watts? Those? Yeah, they're not. Yeah. they're not. They're not huge. Crikey, it's yeah, a loud. They're, they're, it's a loud 30 watts. It's though. a loud 30 watts, and I'd say the 1962 Blues Breaker. I mean, come on, that is like an ultimate amp. Like, the, I, I'm not sure you can get better sounding than that for you know from from a Marshall perspective that that would be a fantastic purchase and and you know comes in at around the amount of money he wants to spend. i would just got I, and it's I, got to be a combo right yeah it's got to be a combo i would so. disagree with you there joe i think the 1974x sounds better than the uh sounds better than the the, the blues breaker yeah i Fair think enough. you can drive the 74 a little more i like the tremolo on it which i, I like. guess is is not what um is not what luke's after here what luke wants presumably is the headroom which is why they're asking for so you know, such high watt. Forty watts just is is mind boggling to me. It's it's so loud. Um, I'm sure there's people yelling at the at their uh, 
their wind up radios here saying, you know, <laughs> um, sorry, that wasn't meant to sound disparaging. Um, I, you know, there's people saying like, oh no, you know, I've got my, uh, my um, jewel wreck and it's like, I wouldn't, wouldn't, you know, live without it or whatever. But I just, I, I can't imagine a situation where you need that much power. I mean, um, I, it, it depends how clean you want your tone. But sure, yes, yeah, I, do, course, yeah. I do agree. But if you that, want a clean uh, tone, then go for, you know, why not look at a good solid state app? Well, look, I mean, at a, yeah, look, look at, at a JC40. Absolutely. Um, absolutely, yeah, JC40 or look at one of those. Uh, or a Hot Mar- Rod those Deville. Mark Bates. Yeah, Hot Rod Deville maybe, I mean... Hot Rod Deville. I mean, you really get the 410, the 410 Hot Rod Deville. Like, what uh, I think good? they are discontinued now. Yeah, you can pick them up. You can pick yeah, them up, sure. though. But, unlike, um, unlike, unlike the 68 <laughs> Quinn, which is an amazing amp, but you can't pick it up. You, you do need um, two people. It's, oh man, that, like, I, 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 I've talked about this a lot in the past. You know, I had a twin for a while and I, uh, I took it to one gig and um, on my way home from the gig, I stopped back at the shop uh, at GAC where I'd bought it and I uh, I unlocked the shop and I put the amp back into the shop and sold it back to the shop the next day because I did not want to carry it back up the stairs to my house <laughs> uh, because it was so it was so heavy but um, the the 60 I mean the 68 series uh, I absolutely adore um, and the twin is the twin is just is so good but like I just I don't know who buys them because they they really are just so loud. But perhaps I just need to get this out of my get you know get just remove my sort of um, logistical uh, brain from this situation just because well, I, I I can't imagine carrying it around. That's my only concern with all of these things. Yeah. I, I I mean I do I do agree with you. I think certainly there are less and less people in this fifty watt or a hundred watt. Uh, camp for amp heads those, those who are still there are you know are, are holding on for dear life but loads more people are, are moving more towards you know 15 is very much the new 30 and yeah, uh, yeah, you know yeah, everyone's yeah. moving towards 15 more amps 20 more amps the the origin 20 has been one of the i think probably the most popular amplifier this year certainly really that, that, that my that's really that's really interesting because yeah, you don't I mean, like i've not seen a lot of um, a lot of people like posting it up in it and the groups and stuff. No, posting no, up true. One. The the attenuation on them just makes them so fantastically versatile. Because so you know, where can you go? Home use as well. Where can you go with those? Uh, I think it's I think it's like can you a, go 20, a, 20 to five to one. I think it's one five and twenty. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, there. yeah. But you know this 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 kind of ties us into a bit of news that uh, that I was going to uh, touch upon a little bit. But of course, there's been an article that has circulated this week. I think it was Guitar World. Um, who put this out? But John Mayer did an interview with them, and he was uh, he's he said that when he when he's playing on people's sessions, so not his own stuff, but when he's turning up at sessions to do guest solos or guest guitar parts, he doesn't bring an amp. He records all of his guitars through his Akai MPC. I'm sure um, PRS are well happy with that, with the uh, seven thousand <laughs> a... pound amplifier. <laughs> that currently selling. He is absolutely such a mug. Why would you say that? I mean, but here's the thing: I actually found myself. I found myself reading the article because of course uh, everyone who's posted about it has gone through a very sensationalist title and it is of course it's it's John Mayer doing what he does best which is being uh, a contentious little but he uh, <laughs> uh, he's certainly as I read the article I realised you know, basically his argument what he was saying was look look at you know Jimi Hendrix he wasn't using he wasn't using retro gear he was using the latest gear that he had available to him as were the Beatles as were everyone who was uh, who was you know creating the the sort of uh, 
the the pathway for music to move forward and progress and it's only in recent years that everyone's become so such purists and um so dedicated to the old original things that no one's moving forward and no one's advancing. And he cites this as being strongly a reason for guitar falling out of favour in mainstream music, um, you know, due to the fact that it uh, it's difficult. It's di- you know, what happens? You turn up at a session, what, with your with your 50 watt, with your 100 watt rig? Maybe you turn up with a 20 watt rig and your guitar and what, a, a mic that you favour miking up your amp with and maybe a few pedals. It's um, when you think that most other instruments are, are now being recorded digitally, um, it it becomes a problem, and certainly that signal once you've once you plug that guitar into the amplifier with those pedals, that is finite. That's done. That's what the producer has to work with. And so, from a producer's perspective, they would much rather have a clean DI signal that they can maybe reamp at a later date through uh, a nice vintage amplifier, or maybe not. Maybe maybe they they'll use some of the the many incredible amp sims you have uh, available that will allow you to make that guitar sound exactly right and exactly as it needs to for that track so it can sit in the pocket and that that was his that was his argument behind it and he was saying that's why he does that and he thinks that guitarists should modernize maybe a a, a touch more than they are but it's sort of an interesting i i thought that had a lot in common with what we're talking about here where we're like oh 40 watts that's way too much i mean that's exactly what what john mayer's saying or maybe what he's saying is that he cares less about uh, other people's <laughs> the way that his guitar sounds on other people's songs than he does on his own. Yes, that that uh, is also well the case. So, um, so bringing it right back to the question, what are we thinking? What are our? I don't know. It's a tricky one. Four, four, a forty watt combo. I think. Is I mean, I think we should we should kind thing. of ignore that. Let's let's ignore that and say he wants headroom. He wants headroom. It Go didn't to have to be forty. Yeah. I mean, I actually think it's something like a Hughes and Kettner, one of the Tube Meister thirty sixes. No, yeah. not if, not if what, no, no, I don't think so. I think that that is with the, with the, the caliber of the amps that he's talking about here. I think the Hughes, like, I think the Hughes and Kettner Tube Master is a, you know, is a, is a very good amp uh, for the money. Um, but I mean, they're, you they're know, a thousand pounds. Yeah. But you know, the, the 68 twin is 1500 quid and a JTM 45. I mean, what's a JTM for? I mean, they were got to be that sort of money, haven't they? I mean, uh, I, uh, I, I, I think I'm you can pick sure. up you can pick up a seventy four X on a, on eBay for maybe like seven to eight hundred dollars. I just think like if you're after a Marshall, like that's the it, best one. Well, the that's thing the is, I'm one, guessing if you want that sound, you want the Marshall sound, you want that touch of like hair and that breakup on that note. You're never going to get it with a sixty two blues breaker. You've got to go for the seventy four. Yeah, and I, and I think really you're not getting the best out of an amp. I think the the for me the best forty watt valve combo, you know valve combo hot rod deluxe. Oh, so nah, the, I mean yeah, great. But I don't. But but yeah, I suppose you will get the headroom. I mean, it really you'll depends head, on what it is. You'll get the headroom because you'll never just, be able to turn it up. And then well, it's that's got a drive chat And it's got a drive channel. So, you know, I think really if you're after tone, as it were, because you want to drive the amp a little bit. And you want a combo? Well, but he, and he says takes, he wants single channel. Yeah, well, you can still take it. Can still take pedals, but you probably want to like work the valves a little bit. Yeah, you know what I mean, I, I don't know. I, I like the idea of sixty-eight, but then I, I do like the idea of an AC thirty. Yeah, yeah. Of course. I, lo- I mean, of course. of course, you get hand wired. You know, they're yeah, still absolutely. kind of within the price point. Who here has tried the PRS Arcom? The the Arcom. It's it's fifty watts, so it's slightly more, but it's a one twelve combo. Um, it sounds great. It's not single channel, but it tons of headroom no, cleans I mean, up really well. No, the only I I remember 
briefly trying one of the more expensive ones. There was a few metalers uh, in the last shop I worked in that were were trying them. Um, the other thing that kind of springs to mind, but it's not a combo, um, it's like a victory, like a V40, which is based off a kind yeah. of fender. Um, yeah. The V40 is obviously like single channel, 40 watts, high or low powered mode, single channel, no real drive to speak of. You can get it to break up. But you're you're talking nine nine nine, but you'd still need a, a cab. I mean, a cab's not going to set you back a, a huge amount of money. Um, but you know that that's always an option. But I don't know. It's if I had to buy um, an amp right now that took pedals really well, that was still really loud, I'd, I'd really be tempted for a, a Marshall a seventy four X. I mean, I'm I'm tempted to buy one. I've been looking at them recently myself, going actually that's a great pedal amp and they sound wicked. Yeah, they they absolutely do. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, what a fantastic amplifier! If you if you've never owned one, go out and buy one immediately. And I, I think you know. I think we'd maybe we you know we're still talking thousand pound mark. I think if you're going up, you know, I've got two thousand pounds to spend, and I still don't want boutique. Then, you know, because I mean at eighteen nine nine, I think. I mean, my fav, my my all time favorite. That's amp a is great amp. British pounds. Yes, great British pounds. Um, my all-time favorite amp, which is the amp I use, is a Morgan PR12, which is a souped-up Princeton. 12 watts, the headroom is massive. But because of the Mercury magnetic transformers, those beefed-up transformers, it's so much bottom end. I mean, and and it's not like they're so boutique that they're impossible to find. I mean, I mean the, the obvious actual solution to this is three Blues Juniors, I think. Yeah, <laughs> four or five watts. Yeah, exactly. Um, All you ever need. Yeah. Well, there is there's uh, there's some food for for thought anyway. If we can't all agree on something, certainly I think some maybe some slightly better suggestions than the one that the ones that uh, that you've come up with there, Luke. But you know, don't don't take my word for it. Um, let's uh, let's move on. Matt Tobin says, "Okay, I've played a PRS CE today and I loved it, but I don't know if I'm a PRS type of guy." No, obviously, what he means is he. Is not a dental practitioner, uh, and he wants something with two humbuckers and a trim, uh, but he uh, he doesn't like the super strat style. Help me out, nerds. Should I note? Uh, oh, sorry, I, I should note my main guitar is a Les Paul, and I want something kind of different. Um, it's a weird one because I would say uh, people say, oh, "I don't know if I'm a PRS guy," and I always like, if you like playing it, does it does it matter? Uh, you know, it's it, it, there was a thing. There was a there was a rant. I mean, going on Matt, you know, on that on that sentiment, I you know, I like the feel of latex. I don't walk around in a rubber suit all day, um, <laughs> don't you? I, I really? Who have I been? So, so what with? you're saying? What you're saying here is that um, the only reason that you don't play PRS is because of societal pressures and this uh, this caricature that you've built up for yourself, Joe. Yes. Yeah. I. I ne- I've nearly bought a PRS a couple well, of times. Well, that's, what, um, that's exactly what I'm saying. Is it? Is it just? Uh, is it just? You know, you're. Uh, you've. You. Uh, I think this is it. I think that a lot of the time people do have this, and you know, I think we're we're as guilty of it as anyone. Uh, there is like this kind of like. It's it's seen as the sort of the 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 uncool sibling of the of the guitar world is is the PRS, but you know. I, I mean, they they're, are very uncool. Well, they're I mean, extraordinary. Like those headstocks are really. I mean, uncool. you're those, not. All those... you're doing here, all you're doing here, is proving my point. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, 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 it reminds me of another thing that was going on on a formula day where someone was talking about the JHS bonsai, 
being like, oh, what do you think? You know, it's got nine tube screamers in. And everyone was like, audience member won't be able to tell the difference. What does it matter? And I was like, but at the same time, it's like, it matters to you as the player. Totally. It's like, totally. if you are into it and you hear the difference and you like the sound of one compared to the other, it doesn't matter in a way what the audience can hear. Yeah, I think, I think that's a, a ridiculous argument. And I think that's the argument. thing with the PRS thing. It's like, if you play the guitar and you like it, you know, I, I always remember like people coming into store and being like, right, I want a guitar. And they reel off this huge list of specs that narrows it down to like two instruments. And they're like, yeah, I just wouldn't play anything else. And then you just kind of throw a, a wild card in there. Don't really tell them that it's missing one key part of their spec. They're like, it's the best one I've played. I'm like, yeah, it's totally missing out this huge part of what you wanted from a guitar. And they're like, oh, right. It's just, like, I think sometimes people narrow themselves down too much. I'm like, if you play a bunch of guitars and it sounds good and it feels good, then whatever. Do you know what I've actually been messing around on quite a lot? It's, it's been in my office for, for the, the, the bulk of last week and this. is um, Joe's the PRS... demo deal of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually really do need to X demo it because it's it's been sitting next to my desk and there's a leak in the roof. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but the uh, the PRS Bernie Marsden, uh, one of the most yeah. affordable PRSs you can get at the moment. What and one of the one of the reissues? Yeah, yeah. One the of the one ones. of the ones that came out uh, like a couple of weeks ago. Um, I don't know if it's the new color. So there there were new colors, weren't there? There was a gray, and there was like a. There was we we uh, talked about it. We talked burst. about it we, maybe a week we or two ago, and yeah, we made a big deal of the fact that there's only a hundred of each color, if I remember correctly. And what oh, you're well, saying is even you've got one just knocking about by your desk that you now need to X demo because you've been playing around with it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, right. how, how far into this podcast are we like uh, 45 minutes fingers crossed like that, yeah. fingers crossed your employer isn't uh you know has, has got bored by now I'm no, sure they yeah have. they they don't have the longevity to get through this podcast no i wanted to i wanted to try out some weird gauge strings so i got a guitar and and, and stuck some 13s on it um and it was this uh, this this prs bernie marston but it, it's uh it absolutely fantastic uh for the money i think they're like 500 pounds um for like an se prs i i, I really got a lot of time and and the the best thing is then they're not so bling that's then my number one prob problem with prs most of the time is just how how over the top blingy they are this one was nice and subtle well done bernie you've uh you made a well, good one. Based well. on his, it's based on his it's based on Les Paul yeah so what do we think what's our answer for for matt tobin on this one just buy the guitar that you like <laughs> yeah, I mean the PRS the PRS CE is a fantastic guitar and I yeah, think I mean, it's a great, great it's a great Les Paul alternative especially if you're so used to the Les Paul because it's not a million like PRS aren't a million miles away from that sort of Gibson thing but the CE is a perfect halfway house being a being a bolt on it's just a little bit snappier um yeah and you know you can get those stratty tones out of it so you can get something quite fendery but with a with a bit more with a bit more balls. And, I, th uh, I think it's one of the only modern guitars that covers the dual humbucker trem thing really, really well. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. Is it the... It might not have a... There's there's one model that has the trem that's like a satin finish as well. Because he doesn't want the super strat style, so I'm guessing like the CE24s. But there was like... Oh, maybe oh actually was that the one that we're we're looking at prs uh yeah the, C the ce24 yeah, yeah. ce24 yeah, yeah. 
Oh, man. I was just, I was just having a look. Guitars for the money, like especially one of the satin ones. They're just, they're not yeah. much. I mean, with a trim, that is a. I, I can't believe guitar. the quality of finish that PRS were putting out on those guitars for the price that they were selling them at. It just, yeah. it, it didn't make any sense. It was really offset. Like, if those CEs had been two and a half thousand pounds, hey, if those CEs had been made by Gibson, they would be three and a half thousand pounds, and we'd be going, man, that's a great finish for three and a half grand. But yeah. I, I, rem- I remember when these when these first came into the shop and I, I, you know, I didn't really get it then, but I remember you, Matt, just being like so enamored with it. You just absolutely loved them. Yeah, I guess I guess the only option, the other option, but then he says he says he doesn't really like the super strat style. I mean, I really into this Charvel Pro Mod Sandemus. Something like the FR, which is like they do a Floyd, they do a normal trend version. Strat dual humbuckers with a trem. I mean, that's a great yeah. rock guitar. Um, and I think those like pickup combinations are like JB and a jazz. So it does everything from kind of the cleaner sounds to something a little bit more rocking without being like a metal guitar. Because I think a lot of people think, oh, Charvel, it's like a metal guitar. It's like, they're totally not. Yeah, they, they, they yeah they're certainly proving that at the moment. Here's yeah. one for you. What about a bit of a curveball? If you want something that fills that um, that like HH uh, trim spec, but is maybe you know a, a bit of a step away from the sort of uh, the PRS vibe. What about the um, Music Man Sterling uh, Stingrays? The the new Stingray guitars. Yeah, that came yeah. out fairly what a recently. Fantastic idea! A lovely um, sort of double humbucker Strat esque sort yeah. of offset. What a lovely guitar, and they, and of course great. really really well built and and great great for the money as yeah, well. Yeah, ro- like roasted necks and you know some great color uh, color combinations. That coral red is lovely. It's really yeah. Like, I mean yeah, really, they're, they're really absolutely nice. great. Really underrated. There's a there's an interesting um, version of the uh, of the Stingray uh, that I Stingray that I RS is that is the name I right. Know. I, I, I hope the, there's an alternative, a signature model coming out soon, which I hope hits the general market, which is a single cool strap pickup in the neck and then a humbucker in the bridge. And it's the signature model of, I can't remember his name, the, the can singer. You talk about, and, can you talk about this? Is this Oh, yeah, yeah. Announced? No, it's, 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 it's out. Yeah, you can watch oh, okay, the videos fine. of it. It's, it's, it's been sort of launched. It's uh, uh, the guitarist from Thrice. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, He's got yeah, a, course, a really yeah. lovely looking Music Man uh, Stingray guitar, which he's using with his, uh, with his Line 6 Helix set up in a couple of videos he's done a video both for helix and for um for music man on sort of the parts of his his rig but yeah really really interesting definitely worth a watch uh cool. dustin yeah. kenshaw yeah something like that something like that Ken's anyway gentlemen rude. um we have reached the end of this week's podcast we're about up at time but we are going to continue over on the uh, patreon uh, version of this podcast where uh, this week uh, we're going to be asking what is the best ma- baked maple necked guitar on the market today and we're going to be having a look at the Charvel DK24, the Ibanez AZ, the Music Man James Valentine and the Reverend Descent. We may throw in a couple of additional uh, curveballs as well but we'll see how it goes. Um, but uh, in, in the meantime, if, if you want to check out the uh, Patreon episode, uh, you can support us, us for as little as $1 a month. 
Um, $1 a month gets you the regular episode ad-free and early. $5 a month gets you the extra half an hour Patreon episode, plus access to bonus features and miniseries, such as the Branton's Rant on. $10 a month makes you one of our executive backers, granting you access to everything already mentioned, plus the prestigious honor of having your name read out in one breath by me. Are you ready, guys? We're going to need something. Jay. I'm ready. Uh, <clears throat> Matt, you see, I, it was my idea last time. I did the Star Trek thing. Oh, I should have I broken out my drum machine. I'll be happy to do it again. Right, I'm going to start. Let's go. I, I think, think. I th- you know what I think we should, I think it should be eerie, deathly silence. Yeah, that's okay. Let's do it. Here or I could just unmute the football that I'm watching and we could just have that in the background yeah, if you want. Leave that muted. It's fine. Oh, okay, fine. Stephen Conrady, Scott Hamilton, Ivor John Mayer, Merritt Peters, Golden G, Richard III, Sean Arbo, Joshua Mitchell, Chris Wolfman Trumpetson, Ryan McDermott, Robert Cousins, Rob Grill, Nate Nagel, Tucker Abaddon, Ernie Cooper, Emily James Baker, Christoph Raptor, Sane Omar, Matt Roberts, Dave Lee, Derek Fitzam, Martin Cliff, Matt Davis, Aaron Sherman, Frank Wyland, Jake Gray, Christopher Loseth, Juan Correa, Scott Kennedy, Robin Smith, Rob Nordwick, Rob Grant, Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Carlos Mantra, Steve Merkel, Blair Toms, Mark Cross, Brad Page, J.D. Short, Andy McKenzie, Laurie Ansis, Paul Corrigan, Weedle Clare, Scott O'Brien, Weedle Toms, and Moo Grabbit. Call it out I don't like it without the music because it doesn't seem as challenging. <laughs> it, it, it feels like... You sounded like you were struggling there. Nah, I had it. I was just like, I was, I was seeing Suspense. how much more breath I could. I'm trying to prep myself for this, uh, this Patreon special where I'm going to read out all the names on the back of an Ernie Ball pack of strings. I did actually try that before we podcasted today. And, don't, um, don't, no spoilers. Right. Okay. Well, I'm. I tell you what. I'm. I'm having to like put in some training to complete it because there are a lot. There you are. Could a go lot. like you could go swimming and stuff. Build yeah, up well, that lung capacity. Yeah. Well, smoking helps. I hear. I'm pretty, yeah, I, I'm, I, I think don't really... take, like taking up smoking is meant yeah. to be is meant to be like really good for increasing your lung capacity. I'm not a big fan of uh, of swimming, so I was thinking of watching. <laughs> of smoking, uh, <laughs> I was just gonna watch Thunder in Paradise with Hulk Hogan uh, instead. Speaking um, of Hulk Hogan, I watched a great documentary on Andre the Giant last week, which is oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, really worth watch and uh hulk is in it a lot obviously uh oh. it, i think it was a sky arts thing it's really good i definitely recommend watching it oh, fantastic well there you have it ladies and gentlemen you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at at guitar nerds or on youtube at guitar nerds videos you can even visit our website guitarnerds.net where all our various channels are displayed in all of their glory and you can even purchase guitar nerds merchandise and become a true member of the club that's it from us for this week We'll catch you next time for some more guitar nerdery. Farewell. Cheers, gang. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.